This is Confessions of a Former Mean Girl with Serena Myers. I'm a master transformation mentor and shadow guide, and I work with heart-centered, high-achieving women who are on the journey to becoming the truest version of themselves, which is only possible by first accepting all that they are. This podcast explores the lessons I've learned from my bad decisions so you can feel better about yours. It's normal to be a messy human, so let's talk about it. Hello, my friend, and welcome to today's episode. We are looking at shadow mastery. Now, doesn't that sound so doom and gloom? Let me be clear before we get too far into this topic, because shadow work is huge, especially when we're talking about limiting beliefs and distractions and self-sabotage and all of this kind of stuff that I work with in my one-on-one clients and also in my group program, Ignite the Lit Up You It's really big. And so today we've got like, what, 15 minutes together. We're going to just focus it into one little area of this idea of shadow mastery. So everything about understanding how your shadow has come to be, what is contributing to it, how, what role it's playing in your life right now, that's all stuff that I teach in Ignite. I'll make sure that there's a link and a coupon code for you in the show notes. But today we're talking about basically the active part of it, the action and understanding some of the tactics that the shadow is going to use. And then at the end of today's episode, I want to make sure that we go through some questions that I think would really help you to be able to dig into this a little bit deeper. So my question now is, if you have the time to chill with me, do you also have a journal nearby? If not, press pause, go grab one, come on back. Because I think this is going to get really, really juicy, especially when we get to those questions at the end. So When we talk about shadow mastery, what we're talking about is like the games that shadow plays. And there are a few strategies that it has that are especially prevalent in our day-to-day lives that I wanted to explore today. But the thing is this, when you start doing this work of shadow mastery, when you start to, I always like calling it like being like a PI or like the paparazzi of your shadow, here's the thing. You start to learn its tactics and that's awesome. And we need that for our growth. But the shadow's always like hanging in the sidecar. So you're living life, you've got your little like motorcycle thing and in the sidecar is the shadow and it is experiencing everything that you are just from a lower frequency. So it's learning and growing and developing as you learn and grow and develop. So this relationship with shadow mastery is something that you're going to have to come back to as you learn and grow because the strategies that it's going to deploy are going to be different than the ones that it's using for you right now. Because as you're learning its tricks, it's learning that you've learned its tricks. And so it comes up with new tricks and then you're going to learn those tricks and so on. So this is this almost like lifelong dance that you're going to do with this part of yourself. But the more you do, the more awareness you have, the easier you're going to see when you've kind of fallen into its seductive little song and the quicker you'll be able to find your way back. So don't be discouraged with the fact that this is going to be a lifelong thing. Just know that like, hey, we're doing this work. This is a becoming. This isn't a one-stop shop, set it and forget it. We're doing this as like an ongoing practice. Because like, frankly, you brush your teeth every day. So this is just the same thing. This is just part of our energetic hygiene. This is the relationship that we have with ourselves and the way that we honor the life that we're living. Okay, so shadow tactic number one is distraction. Now in past episodes, I've kind of bagged on us about like, porn addiction and social media scrolling and playing video games and all these different ways that we 
you know, quote unquote, waste time. It's okay to blow off steam. Like that's totally fine. It's when we're doom scrolling, when we are completely consumed by this thing where we're not actually having the time and the energy to invest in the things that we want to do because we are stuck in these tactics of distraction. That, my friend, is the shadow tactic. It is one of the ways that it keeps us from stepping and growing into our next level. Now, the shadow's not doing this to be a dick. It's not like, oh, yeah, you know, I think I'm just going to ruin her day by making her feel like shit so she doesn't step into this new big soul expansive way of living. It knows that the stronger and more conscious and more aware that you get, the less power it has and the less grip of control that it has. So it's really fighting for survival. It's not trying to be an asshole and ruin your day. So if you can have some compassion for for the shadow's experience, it'll help you to be a lot gentler on yourself as you do this exploration. So distraction is one of the tricks that it will do. Now, here's the thing that's really tricky about distraction. Yes, sometimes it is things like doom scrolling. And sometimes it's when we overschedule and overcommit ourselves. When we burn the candle at both ends and so we have no energy to do anything for ourselves or to do any inner work and reflection and exploration. It's when we come up with stories about how there's no time to invest in a coach or in a personal development program, how you couldn't possibly go to that retreat or whatever. And it's not even about the money. It's just that we have made ourselves and our lives so full that we are distracted by our opportunities for expansion. And there's no judgment for this. And honestly, if the things that you're doing and living right now are fulfilling you, well, then you're doing all the right things. But if you have made this life that is so incredibly full that there's no room for you and you're not actually getting to, you know, learn, grow and experience the things you want to do, well, then now there is this request, this invitation to reprioritize how you're spending your time so that there is space for you too, because you're important. You're part of the equation. Okay, so that's distraction. Confusion is a really big one. Confusion is when we've really deferred our power to some outside knowing where we get to this place where even though we have all the information, even though we have the strategies and we know, we ultimately know what to do, we get to this place of choice paralysis where we just go like deer in headlights and we go like, oh, I don't know. But we do know. We're just struggling with claiming our knowing. We are having sometimes a nervous system response where we're paralyzed and stuck in fear, where we are overwhelmed and disassociated. And we buy into the story of, I don't know, because if we don't know, we can't be expected to take action. But if we can do this work of saying like, I don't know, and this is how I'm going to find out, or I don't know, I'm just really overwhelmed right now. I'm going to have a nap and then I'm going to reevaluate where we don't stay stuck in this idea of, I don't know, where we recognize that it's a point in time and that it's a call for us to do something different to support ourselves And then we can take back our power to claim our knowing because you fucking know there's a very good chance you already know. And then give yourself just the permission to own that and take the actions that you need. Resistance. Oh, the shadow's tactic of resistance is probably the one that it uses the most with me. And it will sometimes even weaponize my intuition against me where it will make me believe that like, oh no, energetically, it's not the right time or whatever. And it's not even like truly a feeling. It makes me think it's a feeling, but ultimately it's bullshit. (laughs) So fear is something that will really feed into resistance. So fear is one. 
stories of unworthiness, stories of believing that we're not capable, any oftentimes limiting beliefs will manifest as resistance for moving forward because we can have all the recipes of what we need to do, the action plan, all the steps we need to take, but we just like can't actually move forward with it. That's usually because there's an underlying belief that we're holding on to that is getting in the way. It's certainly the thing that it uses on me a lot of the time. And sometimes it will also use my intuition. This is a perfect example of what I was saying at the beginning of this episode, where sometimes it's learning and growing along with you and it will weaponize what you know to be true to sidetrack you or to feed you a different story or take you on another path and you have to catch it and bring yourself back. So with resistance, a lot of times the relationship we can have with our inner children can be really good for this work. But even just having like the reflective time to understand what emotions are happening underneath this thing, because oftentimes it's not procrastination. There will be times where your procrastination and your resistance and your inability to move forward is actually your intuition saying, "Uh -uh, wrong time or "Uh -uh, wrong plan. But most of the time, most of the time, it's because there is a part of you that doesn't believe that this next step is for you. And it has nothing to do with rightness. It has to do with old hurts and old beliefs. So that's where we can be doing this work to identify what is underneath it and do the work in ritual, like I talked about in the past episode, where we can actually release that. So I'll make sure that the quiz that I released this month is in the show notes as well, because you can get to the heart of what element is going to help you and what ritual will help you. So if resistance is something that you struggle with, you'll see a lot of patterns around like procrastination, self-sabotage, or whatever. Those are all in the family of resistance. Then those rituals will give you just one more tool to be able to transmute it and move into this more expansive way of being. Okay, last up, we have kind of like this two-pronged thing, which I've been calling like autopilot and unconscious expression. So autopilot is where we just start to kind of disassociate and we disconnect and we are just like doing things as we've always done them. This will happen when we have a really busy schedule. It'll also happen when we're really uninspired, where we're just kind of going through the motions of life. And then what happens is we start to become so checked out that with that, we start to be checked out of our emotions. And so things will start to build up and then we are exploding instead of speaking. We are building things up. And then something that's like a really small issue becomes like this really big thing that suddenly we have to solve because we have now articulated what we were thinking or feeling in this unconscious way. We're not actually speaking from our hearts. We're speaking from this culminated expression that has been building up because we've been checked out and unable to articulate things as they happen. The worst part about unconscious expression is that it also brings up two very, very unfun emotions, shame and guilt. And these two do not really have much contribution when we're talking about stepping into our expansive ways or our next level greatness. Shame and guilt have no roles here. What they do is they show up as different tools to distract you, to be able to pull your attention. Because if you're so busy feeling shitty about how you just said that in the world, you are not working on making yourself a better person. You're not working on claiming your needs, your feelings, your desires, and expressing them in the world. You are not working on bettering yourself because you're so busy like repenting, kissing ass, or just like going down the shame spiral and feeling really shitty. And you deserve better. You deserve better. And frankly, so do the people around you. Because your fullest expression is loving and kind and generous. And you can't be in that place if you are, first of all, completely tuned out, checked out in the first place. And second of all, where you're not able to express from your truth, from your heart, 
from your realness because you're not embodied enough to be able to even access what those feelings would be. Okay, so those are some of the tactics that we have of the shadow that we need to work on in terms of mastery. And like the number one thing that is going to help us in any of these cases is awareness, is consciousness of recognizing the shadows game and kind of just like catching it in the act and rewriting whatever script that they are trying to put out so that it's moving towards the direction you want to live your life in, not from your conditioning and your programming. So this is the time you want to open up your journal. Here are some questions to get you started. Okay, so the first one is, how does my shadow keep me distracted? And now when we talk about awareness, what happens right before I get distracted? Because there's often one little thing that'll happen before we go down that rabbit hole. And so if we know how it's keeping us distracted and we know what happens right before that, what can I do to stop it? And if we're starting to look at those feelings that lead into the patterns of resistance, so those old belief systems that are running behind us that are holding us back, we can start to look at these questions. So what area in my life am I most afraid to expand into? And why does that scare me? And so now that I've identified what's happening, like what can I do to manage this fear or whatever these emotions are? When we come back to this idea of distraction, what are the patterns around distraction for me? Who contributes to my distraction and how do they? And who supports me in staying the course and how do they? Once you have this awareness, you're now able to be more nimble, more adept. You are on to the games and the tactics that the shadow is going to use. And you have some ways of being able to reframe them, understand them, and catch them before they start to take you down the path too far. So if shadow mastery is something that you want to explore further, I do really recommend that you join us for the fall launch of Ignite the Lit Up You. We have a unit entirely dedicated to understanding the shadow and to really getting to the heart of its origin so that we can not just have strategies that we can master to work with it, but also where we can be doing these practical releases so that it has less of a grip on our day-to-day lives. So I'll make sure that that link is in for you in the show notes. And I hope this helps because I know that the more I started to develop this relationship with my shadow self, the more I understood myself, the better I was at being able to reclaim the parts that I once found, you know, shadowy or shamey. And I started to become the truest version of myself and live with more integrity. So if that's something you aspire to, then yeah, let's do this. That's it for this episode. Thanks for spending this time with me. Make sure to stay in touch between episodes by following me on Instagram. I'm at Serena Myers. If this episode inspired you or you want to support the show, please give it a share to your favorite peeps and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. I'll see you next time.